is Connected Nation, an award-winning podcast focused on all things broadband. From closing the digital divide to improving your internet speeds, we talk technology topics that impact all of us, our families, and our neighborhoods. On today's podcast, we're focusing on the nuts and bolts, so to speak, of what it takes to connect more people to high-speed internet. I sit down with leadership from Tillman Infrastructure, a rapidly growing carrier-trusted tower company that develops, owns, and operates assets providing connectivity infrastructure to communities across the U.S. We'll discuss the challenges for expanding that critical infrastructure, find out what it really takes to connect small towns and farmlands, and ask how the company's global experience can be leveraged to help close the digital divide in America. I'm Jessica Denson, and this is Connected Nation. I'm Jessica Denson, and today I'm joined by Alex Schwartz, Vice President of Business Development and Program Management at Tillman Infrastructure. Welcome, Alex. Hey, thanks, Jessica. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Just got over a cough. Uh, Just for our audience sake, I asked Alex to move this because I could not do an interview for a while there. So thank you for accommodating. Yeah, I'm I'm extremely flexible. So yeah, appreciate that. Um, before we get into Tillman Infrastructure's focus and work, I'd like to share with our audience a little bit about your background. I want our people uh, people to know who we're talking to. So, where did you grow up, and how did you land, quote unquote, in the telecommunications industry? Yeah, I I took a roundabout route to <laughs> uh, to the telecom industry. So I grew up actually uh, in Manhattan, in New York City. And, uh, I, you know, after college, I was focused on media and advertising. Um, I went to the university of Pennsylvania and there I met, um, a guy named Sachit Ahuja, whose, um, whose family, um, are behind the driving force behind Tillman infrastructure, um, and Tillman global, uh, family of companies. And, you know, I, I didn't have a finance background. I didn't have, uh, any background except for media and advertising. And I actually always joked with him uh, and his dad that I would be a real asset to the family. Uh, (laughs) Kind of a a funny joke because I was doing influencer marketing and they were doing uh, finance and hard assets. (laughs) In in the kind of the fall winter of 2017, um, I got a call from Satchit and he said, hey, if you're serious, but we might actually have a role for you. Um, You know, we're we're doing this big, very important... uh, build out across the US. And we think that you would be a great candidate to help uh, lead that from a program management perspective. I had had a lot of experience with, um, you know, big programs while not in telecom in in advertising and a lot of account and, and client management experience. And, you know, at the time, I was really excited by after talking to a couple people in the company by the the mission of the company and of the space more generally. And I took that leap of faith uh, and joined in January of 2018. Um, so it'll be five years uh, come January of, of next year. And um, it's one of the best decisions I've ever made overall in my uh, in my life, not just my career. Why, why do you say that? Why was it one of the best decisions you ever made? Well, I, I think that um, the Tillman is a really unique and special company. Uh, I think that it's rare to have a, a, a mission-oriented and um, a mission-oriented company that has seen this sort of rocket ship growth. And I've been lucky enough um, where it was and continues to be really uh, the best of a startup and a really, you know, kind of mature company. And so for me to be able to make that sort of, you know, early to mid-career move 
um, and step into such a an important role and be um, a key piece in the growth that Tillman has seen. Um, it, it was really a, a wonderful uh, decision and has been and continues to be a great experience. And as a, a comms person, speaking to a former marketing media person, <laughs> uh, I think it's really forward thinking that they could see how your skill set would fit into that um, with organizational and type that type of things. Have you really learned a lot over the last five years and grown that skill set since then? Oh. Oh my God. Yes. I mean, in, in so many different ways, I, I had a lot of production experience from one media person to another. Uh-huh. So I started my career with NBC sports and I did a lot of production work, PA work for, you know, Sunday night football, the Philadelphia dog show. I went to the 2012 <laughs> Olympics. The, by the way, the Philadelphia dog show was the worst job I've ever had in my life. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. You can't say <laughs> um, that without telling us why. <laughs> Well, I mean, have you ever seen Best in Show? Oh, yes. <laughs> it's, it's it's not so different. Oh, wow. <laughs> I would say. But um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, and, and you know, I had done um, a little bit of product work and, and really in my, the, the job I had before coming to Tillman, um, I ran our relationship with the NFL and Major League Baseball. And so, you know, they, I think they saw that as a transferable skill set, right? It, mm-hmm. Is it so different to be um, you know, working as a small company relatively with uh, with the NFL or Major League Baseball or NASCAR as it is with AT&T, Verizon, and T-Mobile, right? And, yeah. and being able to, to, to have deliverables that um, that are required for different projects and, and, you know, manage a timeline, manage a budget, um, and ultimately manage a team. And for me, in terms of like, you know, have I learned a lot? I mean, oh my God, yes, so much. <laughs> It's, it's my wife and I joke, it's like, you know, my, my life is split into two. It's like, you know, pre Tillman and post Tillman. For me personally, it's been a, a truly, you know, life changing, uh, let alone career changing um, uh, decision and move for me. That's uh, that's fantastic. I, you know, just not to talk about me, but I will for a moment. <laughs> I have a background in broadcast, so I understand exactly when you say the organizational skills, because you have to organize things down to the second. To, to really do those things that you're talking about. And that includes people, exactly. places, uh, product, uh, all the different types of technology. So I, I can appreciate what you're saying. Um, so the Tillman, inf- Tillman infrastructure is really, uh, it's one part of a larger company, correct? Uh, that's family owned then? Well, Tillman is, Tillman is a standalone mm-hmm. entity, right? We're um, a truly independent tower company. Um, and then, you know, the there is a, a Tillman Global uh, Holdings, which is a um, a holding company um, run by the Ahuja family, um, Sachet and Sanjeev, and um, you know their mission is to stand up um, you know innovative uh, communications infrastructure companies across the world. And uh, I will include a uh, link to the to the website in the description of this podcast, just so our audience can explore a little bit more. But um, it, in in the U.S. specifically, it's only been here for what five years since the time that you started, or has it been longer? Uh, a little longer. When when I started, um, when I started, it was really a nascent company, um, but it had been around for uh, several years. Um, but we really got go- really got going with our growth. Um, you know, call it from 2018 mm-hmm. onward. Um, it's been really parabolic in terms of the amount of sites that we've been able to build. I mean, just for background on Tillman infrastructure, 
we are a, um, a truly independent, uh, carrier-friendly, carrier-trusted, build-to-suit macro tower company. And so, you know, in plain English, we build cell towers across the U.S. Um, we have built uh, thousands of towers, raw land uh, macro builds, not rooftops, not through acquisitions, um, over the course of these past five years. And um, I noticed... Uh, I- why does it matter to be carrier trusted? I noticed that you said that on the website, it says that your the core values is fairness and transparency. And we said carrier trusted a couple of times. Why is that? What does that even mean? And why does that matter? Yeah, I think it goes back to the reason that Tillman Infrastructure was founded. So to, to take a step back and look at the history of relationships between tower companies and the carriers, um, you know, traditionally it has been a... Um, I like to say a water in the Sahara business model for the tower companies. Um, You know, they're incentivized and their business has historically been, how can we extract maximum value through any means from the carriers? Um, And when Sanjeev and Sachet looked at the U.S. market, right, and talking to people at AT AT&T and Verizon and T-Mobile, there was clearly room for a more strategic carrier-friendly tower company, you know, one that would treat their customers fairly, um, take a partnership approach to towers uh, versus this really antagonistic um, and very challenging, unsustainable model. And so, we, when I say carrier, you know, trusted, the reason we hit on it so much is, is you know, it's it's true first of all, and second of all, it's core to everything we do at Tillman, and it's been core to uh, you know not only the company ethos, but it's been the driver of our growth. I mean, it's not a coincidence that we are carrier trusted and carrier friendly and we've seen such you know growth opportunities with all of the carriers. Yeah, I, I don't think that's that's coincidence at all. That's smart business. And uh, you mentioned that you d- develop our we've talked about the develop, own, and operate the towers. And and I've heard a lot about, especially in recent years with the pandemic, where we're trying to, there's more of awareness of the digital divide and the need to expand access to more people. Uh, I've heard a lot about staffing issues and finding qualified technicians right now. Is that something that Tillman Infrastructure is seeing? And if so, how is your company coping with that? Yeah, well, I mean, we, we I, I wouldn't say that we see it mm-hmm. directly, right? Because we are a um, we are the conduit by which networks get deployed. So we don't, you know, manage or or build any of the active equipment, um, any of the backhaul. We're really just a uh, enabler of the carriers use um, leveraging their networks. So, you know, for us, we we say it's it's dumb infrastructure. <laughs> it's it's a it's a it's a pole in the ground, right? It's a secure compound it's enough lease space for the carrier's equipment. Um, And while the folks who build our towers are, of course, extremely skilled, it's not the skilled labor in the way that you're that you're talking about it as far as, you know, network engineers, right? We've got really safe um, and excellent construction folk who develop the towers. We have really skilled site acquisition folk who make sure that you know, everything is is squared away from a regulatory and and a leasing and an entitlement perspective. Um, but you know, ultimately we have not seen that sort of slowdown. Um, and we're lucky enough to have really top tier talent in our organization and with the partners who we leverage to, uh, to build out the assets. Um, so you're not really seeing it, even with the tower equipment, there's not a, a backlog like you're seeing with other types of infrastructure related to broadband. Yeah, for us, you know, we, we are 
you know, and have been the biggest uh-huh. builder of macro towers in the U.S. And I think that that is a is a big reason that we, even in the pandemic, didn't see a slowdown or a supply chain issue just because, um, you know, we have such deep and good relationships with all of our uh, contractors, right? We're, um, we're the biggest purchaser of, uh, of tower steel in the country. Um, and so, you know, we, we haven't seen those challenges. Of course, you know, having good talent um, really helps and it's always a, an ongoing process to try to attract and retain um, talent. But we, we've been really um, fortunate to have uh, to have, have no real issues on that front. Um, That's great because I mean, uh, anybody I interview with the broadband infrastructure right now, it's been we're behind. We need more technicians. We need more equipment. We need uh, this. So that's that's wonderful to hear. So how do you do? Just on a side note, how do you plan ahead for that? Are you, are you guys looking ahead when it comes when you say you're the largest still tower still um, purchaser? Does that mean you're looking ahead for the next year, the next five years, ten years? Uh, how do you plan for that? Well, we have, um, again, when you're in a position to be uh, a partner to mm-hmm. the carriers, to your customers, um, you know, you have a good sense of what's coming down the pipe. Um, and so for us, we're not doing any sort of forward buying, right? We buy um, materials on a, on a case-by-case, basically a site-by-site uh-huh. basis. Um, but what we're able to do is, just like it's helpful to us to have that forecasted pipeline, um, we can give our forecasted pipeline to our suppliers um, and it gives a really, uh, it creates a really excellent circumstance by which they can have clarity into what's coming um, and how to staff and how to, to buy their materials. Um, and so really the, it helps with an overall ecosystem. What are some realistic timelines? So for you, you said you do it as the carriers need it. How long does it take to put a tower up? Like what are the actual, hey, we've, we're going to build a tower on spot A, we're going to get it done by this time. Is it take three months? Is it, a, is, it a, is it a week-long project? I mean, I have no clue. <laughs> this is your area. So how long does something like that take? God, I, I wish it were a week long project. That would be amazing. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I think it's 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 no two sites are the same. So, um, you know, what I can tell you is that it depends wholly on um, the jurisdiction, on the landlord, um, on, uh, on on really a, a lot of different things. But for us, right, what we're trying to do is create a really transparent process um, for all parties involved, for the local municipality. For the um, for the landlord who who owns the the land that we're going to build the tower, for the carrier, for our suppliers and subcontractors, um, and for us, what we're focused on is doing everything as as efficiently, both from a cost and time perspective, as possible, um, while maintaining that complete transparency. Uh, why do you think Tillman Infrastructure has been successful? What makes your company really stand out? Is it that carrier trusted piece, or is there something more there? I, th- I think it. it definitely is the, it goes to a couple things. I think the carrier piece that we talked about, that trust that we've built um, with our customers has allowed for this growth, um, you know, for the pipeline, right? But I think that also the executional excellence um, as well. I mean, we're blessed to have a, have built up a really great team um, and system for developing these assets. And I, I, you know, it's one thing to be carrier trusted, but that trust goes away pretty quickly if you can't deliver. Yeah. And, um, and, and we've been able to, um, in taking on really challenging projects, um, really huge volumes of projects. Uh, it's really a testament to the organization as a whole that, um, that we've, you know, seen this growth come in as far as the pipeline, but then also, um, have been able to execute on it. 
And uh, is there a divide? Is there an area? Are, are you more focused on urban or, or or rural, or is there kind of an even Stevens kind of thing going there? Is some some of those that those thousands that you mentioned in rural and some in urban, or is there an area that you're focused? It's a great question for us. We've, you know, again, goes back to, we only build where the carriers tell us to build. So we're not developing anything on spec, um, you know, nothing like that. And so you look at where the carriers are um, expanding their network. And so for us, our portfolio is predominantly suburban and rural. Um, We're seeing, you know, real investment, which is great for, you know, communities across the U.S., in um, connectivity in in more rural areas. And, um, you know, we're count ourselves lucky and pride ourselves with helping to, you know, be a small part of bridging that digital divide. And uh, are there some unique challenges when it comes to doing something in an urban setting as a, or a suburban setting as opposed to a rural area? You know, it, I, I would say generally um, there may be some more opposition um, to a tower. I, while everybody likes having cell service, um, you know, not a lot of people want to have a, a tower across the street from them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd say that, you know, honestly, it really depends on a case by case basis. Um, you know, urban is challenging because there's just not that much room, right? It's just a, it, it's a, it's a fact. It's, it's easier to find, um, you know, farmland in Nebraska with room for a tower than, you know, downtown Manhattan. And does the type of technology that the carriers use that impact the tower, the way you build the tower or anything? I mean, that may sound like a ridiculous question, but I know we talk about it all. Okay. Not a ridiculous question at all. So we build the the tower um, to the specifications dictated by um, the carrier and their uh, RF, their radio, the radio team. So, you know, I think that predominantly they're predominantly, um, in more rural areas, you'll tend to see a taller tower um, because they're looking for, um, you know, for a coverage first play versus in an urban environment or a suburban environment, you might see a lower tower, first of all, because that's what's required um, in order to build that asset, but also because um, it could be more of a capacity need at that location versus um, the pure coverage that you see in a lot of parts of rural America. And, um, are you seeing any new technologies? Are you hearing any talk about that? Is that something that you guys are privy to that that are coming up in this in this space? Yeah, I mean, for us, we're um, you know we're not so focused on the technology as a whole. Um, it, we view it as as a means of driving growth um, for new assets and um, you know co-location on our existing assets, um, which is you know very important to our business and, and something that we've had a lot of success with. And what do you hope comes from the work that you guys are doing? I mean, we talk a lot at Connected Nation and, and a lot of broadband leaders about the importance of closing the digital divide and making sure people are connected. From your point of view, uh, do, do you guys have conversations about that and why that matters? Yeah, I, I mean, I think that for us, it's really important to be a part of bridging the digital divide. And we've done that in a couple of ways. You know, the simplest way is by building a lot of cell towers where there weren't cell towers before. Um, and, you know, especially in rural America. The other way is that we, you know, just like we treat our big carrier customers um, really fairly and like partners, we do it the same um, for small partners like, uh, like WISPs, for example, that are really important for bridging digital uh, connectivity 
in these rural parts of, of America. A lot of tower companies don't take WISPs seriously. They don't treat them well. Um, for us, it's been a priority to be a WISP-friendly um, and trusted partner and treat them um, you know, the same way we would a AT&T, Verizon, T-Mobile dish. And what do you mean by WISP? Can you a wireless, wireless internet service provider. So in rural America, there are, uh, as I'm sure you know, there's uh, building fiber or cable to the home um, might not be the most cost-effective option. And so as a result, cable companies, fiber companies don't tend to build um, in these areas. There are companies that provide internet access wirelessly um, by using uh, our towers to host their equipment. And um, it's life-changing for uh, for a lot of folks in these communities. Yeah, when you don't have anything and you're told to use satellite, which can be good if you have nothing, it would be great to at least have wireless and have some sort of um, speed and more access. I, I could completely understand that. So uh, I won't keep you all day, but what do you hope comes from the work? What, what do you, in your perfect world, what do you hope to see next for Tillman Infrastructure? I mean, what I would hope to see is you know continued and sustained growth. Um, and, and, you know, an ability and a willingness, uh, to step up and execute, tackle tough challenges, uh, for the carriers, uh, and be that partner to them, uh, you know, on a go forward basis. Thank you so much, Alex, for talking with me today about what Tillman Infrastructure is doing in the U.S. I really appreciate your time. Thanks so much. Again, my guest today has been Alex Schwartz, Vice President of Business Development and Program Management at Tillman Infrastructure. I'll include a link to the company's website in the description of this podcast. I'm Jessica Denson. Thanks for listening to Connect a Nation. If you like our show and want to know more about us, head to connectanation.org or look for the latest episodes on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Pandora, or Spotify. <laughs>